Well, we told you we'd be in Indy, and we're here at the NFL Combine at the Indiana Convention Center as we just wrapped up day one of the NFL Combine, where we talked with Bengals head coach Zach Taylor and director of player personnel Duke Tobin. Welcome into another NFL Combine edition of the Strictly Stripes podcast. Muhammad Ahmad, Mike Nislik, and Andrew Gillis with you from the action in Indy. And guys, of course, we talked about this previewing the Combine. One of the biggest questions that would lead off the discussion would be, what is the future with Joe Burrow? That was the very first exact question, funny enough, but unsurprisingly, that was asked to Duke Tobin. And kind of paraphrasing what he said loosely is, it's in the works, it's not done yet, it's a good problem, but it gets done when it gets done. So clearly it's in the works, Uh, clearly that's something that they're prioritizing, they're emphasizing it, and he said in his exact words, it's a good problem. Um, Obviously that's really all we know, but, at least it confirms what a lot of people know which is that the Bengals are making Joe Burrow the priority they've said they want to build around the guy like him he called him a championship caliber player and anything you do to win a championship is going to be built around Joe Burrow yeah I mean to me I I, I said this Friday I thought you were going to learn more from kind of T what you were going to learn about T Higgins because with Joe Burrow you knew that they were negotiating with him you knew that it was going to get done I mean, there was really never a doubt. Like, this isn't a Lamar Jackson situation. Um, To me, the interesting part that you got from Duke Tobin was uh, when he said that they kind of have a range of of where they kind of view the contract. And, you know, he said, you know, he talked about negotiating quarterback contracts in the past. And, you know, he's like, well, the numbers are higher, but, you know, we kind of have an idea of of where you're going to be at. So, you know, he talked about you can kind of manipulate the numbers in the early years of the contract as you're, you know, getting out of a rookie deal. You can kind of, you can mess with that a little bit, um, kind of make it easier on yourself. Or if you want to front load it, if you have the space, you can do that. So, um, you know, to me, it, it sounds like progress is being made with Burrow. And I mean, honestly, like it's, it's news, but it isn't news, if that makes sense. Uh, I, I don't think anybody's really surprised by this everybody knew that it was coming and i mean you don't want to say it'll be done before the draft or but if it's a, agency, i think the, but if the, the framework's done like he said or they're operating that's the that's, assumption uh, yeah. that there's a framework it's probably closer than not but at least gives you an operating i think that years is kind of the big question i'm curious to be and then what the final range of that salary obviously yeah. you know how high over 50 was it go over 50 you know i was looking back uh it was interesting to see that both the extensions he negotiated were with uh, carson palmer and uh andy dalton andy dalton were six years um but carson palmer was six years on top of the three years he had left yeah. so essentially a nine-year deal um obviously much less uh dollars um but you know i think he talked about it with urgency uh and that's kind of what you'd expect um doesn't have to necessarily be the first thing that gets done because like you said if they have the framework in place they can operate in free agency um knowing what they have available to spend on people um and so i think that was kind of the big news about borough was that there is a framework and we don't know what it is yet publicly but that they have one and they're kind of going into free agency knowing what they have to spend or knowing what you know if they have to restructure contracts who they have to cut you know things like that those decisions are all being made um probably now because they have that in place and that's obviously something that we'll talk about here in a bit and like you said you know on top of you know what is the salary intro you think about how much is guaranteed where does that compare to other quarterbacks who are making the big bucks and how much of that is going to be spread out to where maybe it's a cap friendly deal 
to where maybe you want to keep guys like T. Higgins, who I wanted to jump into because, you know, he was asked, Duke Tobin was about, you know, T. Higgins and the notions that he may be traded. And he shut that down immediately and said, you know, I'm not, in his own words, he said, I'm not concerned about helping other teams win. I want to help our team win. And, he, you know, word for word, he said that the notion of a trade, you know, for T. Higgins and draft picks, you know, comparable to what people have been saying about, you know, what the Titans did with A.J. Brown. I mean, he called that ridiculous. So, I mean, he pretty much said no matter what happens, he's under contract for another year, even if for whatever reason an extension is not done. But he pretty much confirmed that. And I think it shows that although the main commitment is to Burrow, it sounds like there really is a commitment to want to actually extend T. Higgins, um, even though knowing you have Jamar Chase next year. And of course, we've talked about Logan Wilson, which he didn't say much about that because, you know, the, this, the theme you got from him was he can't predict the future. And I think that's one of the things he can't predict. And that goes with Higgins, too. But where do you guys kind of think, just based on hearing him talk, where do you think the priority is for Higgins after Burrow in terms of getting an extension? Well, I, I viewed it a little differently. I viewed it that, that they have T. Higgins on their contract, and we'll see what happens. Um, they didn't yeah. really outline much of a plan they said we're going to approach him and talk to him a little bit but they didn't sort of the urgency i don't think in extending him wasn't necessarily they, they said they view him as a long-term piece but i mean if they make him wait another year that will create another clash that a la jesse bates where right uh, you're making him play out this this rookie deal and that could lead to um some issues so i think that there's another part of this that's still to come um i mean obviously right. he shut down the trade option i mean they're gonna you know they're gonna say he's on the team next year and they're gonna you know view it as you know that's that but i mean there's another side to that and what that's what t higgins wants and um you know he could hold out for an extension or you know try try doing that because i think he certainly wants to get this done now rather than later and not play out that rookie deal which for him is a much less than a first round deal obviously because he wasn't a first round pick yeah i mean you you look at some of the moves that have have kind of taken place with receivers across the years i mean you look at you know, for example, A.J. Brown gets traded and, you know, everybody kind of looks at that trade and go, really? That's that's all you get for A.J. Brown? And, you know, really? Oh, that's all you get for, T- you know, for Stephon Diggs? You know, it, you can kind of, you know, Tyreek Hill, you can kind of go down the list of, you know, hey, this receiver was probably better than what the draft picks they got. The, the talk to me is centered around the fact that T. Higgins has one year left under that rookie deal. Like, this, so if you're going to do it, you know, Theoretically, if you were to want to maximize your assets, now would be the time to do it. But, you know, kind of reading between the lines there, um, obviously this is, this goes without saying, but the Bengals are, I think, going to be pretty aggressive in trying to win the Super Bowl in 2023 because, I mean, again, you, you're looking at a situation where Joe Burrow is going to uh, come up on a massive deal. Jamar Chase is going to get top-of-the-line receiver deal. And then you have T. Higgins. Like, I understand kind of, you know, thinking about, okay, well, how do we plan tomorrow's problems? Like, how do we how do we fix this? But at some point, you've got to win. Banners hang forever. And if you can win with T. Higgins, nobody's going to complain. Yeah, that's a fair point. And, you know, he, one of the things he was asked multiple times is, you know, how do you anticipate planning for T. Higgins with Jamar Chase in mind? Because, like you said, Andrew, you know, he's going to be eligible next year, Chase is. And we're almost certain that he's going to get the big dodge, especially with where the market's going to be reset for wide receivers getting paid. And so, you know, the way he responded, Tobin was, you know, he's not overthinking it. He's focused on the here and now, and the here and now is winning the Super Bowl in 2023. 
and uh, I don't know if you want to say something to well, that. Well, yeah, so well, I was going to add the, um, you know, one of the things that he mentioned about Burrow was, you know, he, he, he did the typical general manager speak where you want to leave kind of all doors open. You want to leave all options open. You know, he mentioned, you know, maybe Burrow's the first thing we get done. Maybe it's the last thing we get done. And the, I think everybody kind of assumed that, okay, well, you know, maybe you get Burrow done and then you figure out where everything else. But I think the the option that's interesting to me is the last option because then if you are going to negotiate with the T Higgins and a Logan Wilson, then it kind of allows you that space to to kind of manipulate those first two years with the cap how you want to do it because if you're gonna if you're gonna get all those guys in you're gonna be like all right we are we are definitely extending Logan Wilson we're gonna get that deal done and then we're gonna figure out what the cap is with with, with where we're at and how much space we have left and then you can kind of move Burroughs Burroughs first year first second year. You can move that up and down. So there, there's ways around this. Um, and, and I think that that's just kind of an interesting thing that I took away from that, too. Because, you know, let's say you do want to extend T. Higgins long term. Uh, the merits of that can be debated. Um, because if, if you're going to pay your two receivers $50 million and then Joe Burrows make 45 But it will be interesting if they, don't, if, a lot. Not, if they don't sort of press it this year. If they say, well, we're okay with waiting. And T. Higgins say, well, I'm not okay with waiting. Right. That'll be the, the question if he's okay with... Um, you know, not signing something now versus later. Um, you know, they said they'll talk to him, but if the two sides are too far apart, obviously that could create issues and sort of disrupt the plan. So um, that'll be all. And, and, you know, the interesting thing, too, is T. Higgins is represented by the same agent, I think. As, he is, uh, as David Mulugetta. Jesse Bates. So um, obviously that didn't go as planned um, for Jesse. So um, we'll kind of see. Yeah, that is that is so important to know, Mike. That's a good point. It's David Mulugeta. He does represent both of them. Well, and I, and I was going to say, I was, I'm pulling up the the franchise tag figures right now, um, just as kind of something to keep in mind. If you were to franchise tag a wide receiver right now, uh, in 2023, it's 19.7 million dollars. Man, uh, so that's that a lot. is. So if you're going to do that next year with T. Higgins. That's going to go up. So, you know, there, I, I'm sure there are people out there right now listening saying, well, you know, maybe you can just franchise them. You don't have to commit long term. Well, if, if, if you're still going to do that, uh, you're still going to have to pay a pretty penny to keep uh, to keep T. Higgins around in 2024. Do you anticipate a possible option where kind of like they did with Jonah Williams, maybe they do a fifth-year option? Well, they can't. They can't. Oh, so that's he, right. He was that's a, right. So he was a second-round pick. So That's right. Um, you know, that's why you see teams. Same um, with Jesse. That's why you see teams like the it, – it's weird because, you know, the 30th to the 31st pick doesn't really get a lot of value. There's not, a, you know, a great difference there. 32 to 33 is. 32 yeah. to 34 is because you get that extra year. Um, you saw a couple of years ago, that's why the Ravens traded up to get Lamar at 32 because they wanted that extra year, which is kind of, you know, ironically playing out in their favor. I guess you could say that right now. Um, so you, th- there's different ways around around that. But, uh, yeah, the, the fifth-year option for T is not an option. This is a contract that year. close. And, yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing. It's, well. you know, it, um, it, you that's the cutoff, and uh, if nuts and bolts, what is it? What's the if? What's the saying? I'm so tired. If if nuts and bolts were candy and something, I don't know. I don't whatever, even know. Whatever it you, is, you're, you're digging deep yeah, in that one. I don't know. Is. But yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, it, there's no fifth year option, and either way, T. Higgins is going to get paid in the 2024 season. But he will, and you know. Taylor echoed what Tobin was saying in that, you know, he's the one calling the plays. And so he finds it just silly that, you know, 
other people would entertain this idea that they would trade him. Um, and that's the, the takeaway we can all get from that. But you talk a lot about the word cap space. And we have had no shortage of talking about Joe Mixon with respect to cap space. You know, like you kind of said with the whole general manager speak, coach speak answer, you know, they talked about the importance of Mixon, that he plays to the culture, um, what he provided from an efficiency standpoint, even when he was inconsistent in 2022. But, you know, just going back to what Tobin said, like, and I think he actually does make a point here. I don't think this was particularly coach speak, manager speak, when he said that, like, he just doesn't know. Like, they haven't really sat down and thought about, like, okay, can we afford Mixon? Not that they can't afford him, but... No, I think think he was talking more about the... What they don't know is what people will offer their free agents. So, like, they don't know what the market is going to be for Jermaine Pratt, so they can't say if they could match his deal. I mean, they've talked about what to do with Joe Mixon. I mean, I, I, not that he'll tell us, but I think the uncertainty he was talking about was more what the market will bear for all right. these other positions. Right, that's a good point. Yeah, and, but, but with Mixon, though, I mean, like, like you said, Mike, the odds are they probably really have talked about it at this point. And, I mean, do you think the signs are starting to lean that way, that maybe, you know, you think about the future and Mixon's not a part of it? Or do you think it's just so su- too soon to tell from – you know what either Tobin or well, Taylor talking about. Well, he said that they were talking about, you know, guys, there's opportunity to revisit deals, and I think that was sort of a, um, you know, he didn't say that specifically about Mixon, but I think that certainly uh, would, he would be a candidate for that um, if he wants to stick on to, to restructure his deal a little bit to offer some cap savings because um, he's at the time of his career where, you know, the production's not going to probably go up. Um, so I think that would be a way that the parties move forward together. Obviously, the way they spoke with them, they – talked about him like he'll be part of the team um that's what i thought too um, and and tried to pump him up and um i did ask about the you know any disciplinary action being taken coming out of his uh, court case that was dismissed and they said they had no comment at this time right um so we'll see yeah i think you can make an interesting case you know i know we you know we've talked about it a lot and you know a lot of fans have talked about it a lot in terms of kind of joe mixon being a cap casualty but you know i guess maybe more than a cap casualty somebody you you cut just because you know you think you can do better but uh, I think you can make a really interesting case for, you know, drafting a third or fourth round running back this year. Um, and you, you kind of map out the long-term outlook of this team. You've got Jamar Chase. You've got T. Higgins. You've got Tyler Boyd. They pretty much, as emphatically as they could, said that T. Higgins is going to be on the team in 2023. So if, T. Higgins, if you're going to have those three receivers again, this tight end class is loaded. Like, I think there's a really realistic scenario where the Bengals are like, okay, you know what? We're not going to run that. We're, gonna, we're not going to run the ball that much anyway. So if we just add a, a guy who can give us a, maybe a change of pace, you can add something in the middle rounds, try and rely on those three guys throughout the season. And then next year, if you do lose T. Higgins, then you're going to have to start to run the ball a little bit more. Then is when you make the switch and you bring in a new running back, a guy who can be a full three-down running back. So I, th- I think you can kind of game theory this or however you want to say that and kind of say that, like, look, if T. Higgins is on the roster, this team is going to be airing the ball out all the time. But if you lose a guy like that, you're going to need to find other players that can kind of pick up the slack, and that could be a time when you add a running back. Steve with us on the podcast, as like Andrew said, we talk about the rest of the week as we're going to see running backs, we're going to see tight ends, and – Duke Tobin and Zach Taylor talked about that. We'll tell you what they said and what that means moving forward this week. Much, much more to come right here on the Strictly Stripes podcast.
And thanks for staying with us on the Strictly Stripes podcast as we are with you in Indy from the NFL Scouting Combine. We've been talking all about the biggest important takeaways from Duke Tobin and Zach Taylor, picking up where Andrew left off with running backs and maybe planning for a future, potentially, of course, potentially without T. Higgins. You know, running backs are a deep position in this class. We talked about what Daniel Jeremiah from NFL Network said about that cornerbacks and more importantly the tight ends you know one thing i asked duke tobin was you know i said you guys haven't shied away from drafting those early tight ends first second round you know and like we said there's no shortage of that in this draft you know and of course they've already seen the tape they've already got guys in mind but i said you know what does it mean to have that with respect to another late first round pick and you know the word he used was flexible like it just makes them more flexible that you know even if you don't get that michael Mayer, you don't get a tight end like he talked a lot about the offensive line like one thing he said is that you can never have enough offensive linemen i know we talked a little bit about you know kind of lyle collins and you know his health and what the future is like for him we talked about that many times going into this podcast but you know it just shows whether they want to add depth at tight end depending on of course what happens to hayden hurst you want to build you know a tackle at that position and i say build in the sense if you want to get someone and throw them in not a project because like we talked about on monday you're not really building a project you want to win now you want to get to a super bowl he said that you're just a few plays a few calls away from winning it or getting back to the big game and so you know he said to kind of get to the point they're focused on building internally versus externally they had all those free agent signings last year on the offensive line now they're more focused on either getting guys in the draft or keeping what they have in-house and of course he acknowledged they can't keep everyone for top dollar value but what does it say about maybe the vision of the Bengals that they want to focus building in-house versus getting other guys where they might have to otherwise well, i think it, it kind of tells me that you know they're they're prepping for that world where where burrow is going to be extended and uh, you know, you're going to have to start to, to play really, really young and, and thus really, really cheap players because, you know, you're not going to be able to afford some, you know, some high price free agents. And, you know, I mean, look what you did with the offensive line class last year. Um, obviously that, you know, you have you have a few hits there. But, uh, I mean, Leo Collins, like, there you know, there's question of, you know, whether he's going to be on the team. You know, is he going to be healthy? Uh, would they want to keep him? You know, do, how, how do you kind of see that? Uh, I think you're kind of in a position where you don't want to commit to, I guess, two years in a row of a free agent class where, you know, hey, maybe maybe it's not going to work out, and then you kind of put yourself in some trouble. So, you know, to me that kind of says they're going to see what they have this year because uh, it is a good nucleus right now. Um, I mean, you got a team that went to the Super Bowl and AFC title game in, in back-to-back years where a couple plays away from winning both of them. Uh, you, you can kind of make the case that, that good things are on the horizon for the Bengals and, you know, they're, they're here right now. But, uh, you know, to me that just kind of says that they are really, really – how do I want to phrase this? They're – they are invested in kind of making this a youth movement because eventually that youth movement's going to have to come and, you know, sounds like it could be right now. Well, I think the obvious answer is that it means that they drafted well in recent history. So right, they for have sure. to pay mm-hmm. money out to the players they drafted. Um, and so, I mean, that's what it is. I mean, now you're stuck with, uh, and I mean, really, I mean, Burroughs, the quarterback, you know, dedicating $50 million to the quarterback kind of makes you forces some decisions too so i mean i think that's what the that means in terms of internal roster building yeah and you know going back to what you said andrew like you're preparing for a world where you're not going to have some of these guys that you've had for the last couple years jesse bates the top of the list and you know tobin said like that's a guy they want to keep but 
whether it's him and you say it's about Jermaine Pratt, like if you can't keep those guys at top market dollar, then he said you just, as painful as it might be, as he put it, you just got to do what you got to do and build elsewhere, either with free agency or with the draft, which I think they'd lean more towards anyway. Um, but, you know, to kind of wrap up with this, guys, you know, this is somewhat day one. I mean, the first actual day we'll talk to prospects and players will be on Tuesday or I'm sorry Wednesday I can't even keep track of the time because today's Tuesday um, you know we, we have a sense of where the Bengals are headed uh, just this offseason um, and to look ahead at the combine I mean Andrew you mentioned running backs you mentioned you know other position groups what are some things that you guys are curious to know just about like maybe what some players are thinking what do you guys want to just know and ask um, well, this coming I mean, days on Friday you know the tight ends are going to talk that I think that's going to be kind of an interesting uh, an interesting day. Uh, obviously, Mayor's going to talk, local kid. Uh, that's a neat little story. Um, you, but then, obviously, you've got Dalton Kincaid, um, uh, 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 Washington from Georgia. You, you've got some interesting uh, interesting stories there. Um, I'm trying to think what, like, again, like Muhammad said, I, the days, I, I don't even know what day it is anymore. Uh, <laughs> tomorrow you get defensive line and, and linebackers. So, you know, I mean, again, I don't know if linebackers a, a need, but I think you could – I mean, outside of quarterback, hell, I mean, how many positions can you really talk yourself out of at 28? Because like, you know, you're so flexible. Like, I, I don't know if it's if it's the, the fact that they're picking at 28. I think it's that their roster. Like, if Bijan or Jameer Gibbs is there at 28, like, you're thinking about that. If, if somehow, like, Jackson Smith and Jigba's there at 24, like, do you trade up? Like, I, I, and I understand that might sound insane, but, like, Tyler Boyd ain't getting any younger. You might have to get, you know, you might be letting go of T. Higgins in a year. Like, that would be, imagine that receiving core. Like, there, there's guys, I think, that really kind of open up everything. So I know this didn't really answer the question, but. Um, no, I see I, what I'm, you're I'm saying. I'm curious. I, I think it, the unique thing about the rest of this week is that quarterback is obviously off the table. I, and then I don't know. And, and I mean. Kicker kickers off the table but like again, even even like you know uh zach taylor said that you know competition's good for for punter so they're going to have a competition he, with said, Drew he stopped short of saying they would, they would be interested in drafting a punter though. he did stop short he did so, I, he caught uh, himself well so it sounds like mike is interested in in talking to some of the punters who could go undrafted and, and see what their fits yes, are fine, yeah. no i think the, oh, the, the <laughs> i honestly would be I personally mean, the big question is is just who if you could find out who the bengals are meeting with uh just to get an idea of what guys they like i mean i think that's the question that you're trying to find uh, for a lot of these players um in terms of the, their impact here you know or what, what we're, we're trying to find out i think that's kind of the key thing well we are going to talk to the Bengals coordinators tomorrow and that does include special teams coordinator slash assistant head coach darren simmons so maybe we'll see where his head is at kind of on the, you know drew chrisman and what the future is for him and really just that position as a whole but stay with us because again we're going to have positional players we're going to talk to the coordinators like i mentioned lou anarumo brian callahan get their thoughts on being back together for a fifth straight season as hard as it is to believe but that's exactly what it is and you know taylor talked about that and so we'll get their thoughts on that and much much more that you need to know about the nfl combine this week for the Bengals. but once again for myself andrew gillis and mike nisek from indy i'm muhammad amad we'll see you back here on wednesday